Hey, how's it going? What's up? How's it going? So, basically, what I wanted to mention quick before we get into the main topics is that there was recently a security breach over at Equifax. We are going to link to a video done by Philip DeFranco about the Equifax security breach. So, that will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to know about that. And anyone that has worked a job in the United States should go and watch that video. So I guess we'll just uh, hop straight into the show. Sound good to you? Yep. Okay. Okay, so the first topic for the show today is the Las Vegas mass shooting. It's been like about a week or two since the shooting when we're recording the episode tonight. So we've given plenty of space and time for discussing the shooting in kind of like a political sense. And the reason that I want to discuss this is there's so many outlets and so many people that gave it like zero time before like taking it to, you know, kind of like a political place. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hillary Clinton. Well, Hillary Clinton, just everybody on Twitter. I, cause he, and he, here's my view on it. I'm okay with people politicizing tragedies. And I say that I'm okay with this because I understand that in order to prevent tragedies, you have to do something, right? And I can understand that point of view of if people think that banning guns would have prevented this tragedy, then I can see them using this tragedy as a kind of way to like illustrate that point. I disagree with that point of view because I'm very much in favor of gun rights, and I'm also very aware that taking people's guns away wouldn't have prevented the shooting, because as much as you can get these guns legally, you can also get them illegally, and if you're going to go shoot up, you know, like Las Vegas, for example, like if you're going to go shoot up a concert or something, it's like, get, obtaining a gun illegally isn't going to be the end of the world for you. I don't know right. what, but like, I, I'm just kind of annoyed that it's... Being it was being politicized so quickly after the shooting. It was like literally day, uh, like night of, there were already people kind of starting to politicize it. And the day after was just endless amounts of people just saying like, oh, well, like we need to just increase gun restriction. And I'm so tired of like us not adding gun restriction and just kind of morally grandstanding about how, how virtuous they are for uh, wanting to take away your Second Amendment rights. Yeah. It rubbed me the wrong way when people started doing that because, again, I, I can understand if they honestly think that taking away people's guns would stop these tragedies. But even then, they, they really should have waited until, like, a few days after or a week after, right? You want to give some kind of time to take care of the victims and to kind of allow the victims to just, you know, ha have a little bit of time where the attention is about taking care of them and about helping them kind of cope with the tragedy instead of just instantly jumping into, Oh, well, we should start taking away people's guns. Right. So before we kind of end with this topic, I did want to mention two tweets that I found that were kind of interesting. The first one was by Caleb Keeter. The only reason I found this tweet was because Mike Shinoda retweeted it and he basically goes through and explains why initially he was a kind of proponent of the Second Amendment, but after the shooting, he's kind of come to a different position on that. So from the tweet, from what I've gathered, it's primarily that 
in that situation, he couldn't do anything with the gun. And so therefore, he's kind of come to a new position on, you know, the Second Amendment rights. And I can understand kind of why he kind of second guesses it. But I think this is a very particular incident where having a firearm wouldn't come in handy. And I think generally speaking, a lot of the self-defense cases still make sense and are still justified. So, I don't know, basically, to say what I said just now, but more concisely, I think that he has some valid points, but he isn't accounting for the just sheer variety of situations where having a gun would help. And he's been kind of dismissive of that because he was near a tragedy where it, as an example, just wouldn't have helped. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> the second tweet. Let me pull it up here. Uh, Total Biscuit tweeted about, uh, is it Rick Santorum? Dumbass. Yeah, so he's fucking going on about how this is somehow related to violence in video games. There's not even a corollary link, right? Like, we don't even have to talk about whether correlation equals causation, because there's no correlation. The thousands of studies that there have been about this have all come to the conclusion that violence in video games does not cause violence in real life. So... Yeah. Mental illness does... Well, mental illness or just, like, I can even understand, like, political motivation or something like that, but video games do not cause fucking violence. Anyone who espouses this kind of bullshit, I want to see fucking studies. I want to see papers. I want to see data. I want to see something that can, like, allow me to understand how you've come to this conclusion, because it seems like you have no justification for it. You're just fucking dumb, you know? God damn, pisses me off. But and the reason I mentioned Total Biscuit here is because he tweeted linking to this article says, "quote Oh look, idiots blaming video games again. I'm sure the fucker in Vegas was an avid PUBG player." Which, you know, I I love Total Biscuit sarcasm with us. It's it's pretty good. So, but yeah, basically to kind of put a nice little bow on this before we uh, move on to the next topic. Fuck the guy who shot a bunch of people in Las Vegas. Fuck all of the news outlets that are kind of trying to spin this immediately after the tragedy. Again, if you want to talk about it like a few days later or even like a day or two after the event, go right ahead. But if you're covering this day of, you're sitting here talking about how we should be restricting gun rights, fuck off. Then, fuck morons who take this issue and politicize it not in a way that's not even related to the shooting. The Vegas guy, not an avid gamer, as far as we can tell. And even if he was, there's no corollary evidence that violence causes video games. So, all those people, fuck off. Okay, so the next topic, our reoccurring segment, uh, Internet Drama Corner, is uh, once again reoccurring. So the particular piece of internet drama that we're addressing today is what has been kind of deemed the PewDiePie N-word controversy. Essentially, uh, I'll give you kind of a timeline of events here. It's a super complicated timeline, so uh, follow me here. PewDiePie is on a live stream. He says the N-word, and then everyone goes ballistic, and he makes an apology, and people still go ballistic. But, you know, that's basically the super complicated timeline. Needless to say, I... Don't think either of us really approve of the use of the word, or at least in that context. 
Yeah. In the context he used it, it was just retarded. Yeah. So, obviously, neither of us are really a huge fan of it being used as a dysphemism. That said, it wasn't used as a racial epithet because PewDiePie couldn't possibly have known the race of the individual who he was using it towards. So, I, I think there's a little bit more leeway if it's not being used as an epithet, but it's still not a good thing to do. It's still something that I would highly recommend anyone avoid. I think it's kind of unfortunate that this word's been given so much power, though. You know what I mean? Like... The, the fact that this word, when used, can kind of enrage so many people so quickly and so easily, it's kind of enabled people who are looking to offend people to kind of just do it with one word, you know? Like, that that's a lot of power to give someone. And the sort of people that would use that word to offend people aren't the sort of people you want to be giving a lot of power to. So, there's that. Um, now, I have to ask, because I don't know your opinion on this, but what do you think of the use of the word descriptively? And when I say that, I mean, for example, if we're describing the N-word, would you, in place of the N-word, say the word? So, on a recording, I won't, but IRL, I absolutely will, because I hate um, having to kind of dance around. Like, I I think this the same thing with the word fuck. I hate saying the F-word. I hate it to my core, because I don't think any word should be so taboo that you can't say it descriptively. You know what I mean? The F word is my favorite damn word. Well, yeah, no, but like, like I, I find that word fun to use as well. But even back when I would have not used that word the way I use it now, so flippantly and so casually, I still hated the use of the term F word. But basically, back to the actual controversy at hand. Needless to say, though, I don't think either of us really agree with PewDiePie's use of the word and to be fair to PewDiePie, he doesn't agree with his use of the word either. He has apologized for it, and he kind of explained, like, why that word even occurred to him to use in the heat of the moment, which, and I think his explanation of that was reasonably fair. And he himself does say in his apology that he's not making an excuse for it, that it was a really dumb move, and with that, I, I kind of agree. So... I hate the fact that we even have to address this, because this is honestly like the least interesting kind of story, but I feel that we kind of should address it, because it was just all over the news for like three weeks, and it was goddamn annoying. So, I guess people have been continuing the whole Colin Kaepernick protest where they kneel on the football field to kind of show solidarity with black people being shot by the police. I'm not going to get into the argument as for why that's nonsensical. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it, I, I disagree with his reason for protesting, but I understand that with what he thinks, I understand why he would protest, right? Because he thinks that black people are being shot disproportionately to white people because of their skin color. And I'm not even going to get into the whole, ooh, well, actually, I guess I am getting into it, but the whole, if you actually look through each of the shootings, like 99% of them are justified and that there's a kind of fringe minority of them that aren't, but that there's also white people that got shot for kind of similar reasons. I think uh, it's worth noting that I could see this being justified on a kind of state-by-state -state basis. You know what I mean? <laughs> like calling out certain states and saying, oh, well, this state is particularly racist and that we should protest them until they get their shit together. because. The thing with the police is that they're not a federal 
institution. Like, it's not even, like, a necessarily, like, you'll have the state police, but then you'll also have, like, local jurisdictions, and they'll have their own police. And sometimes the police in those jurisdictions can be corrupt. And so I can absolutely understand trying to call attention to it. I would prefer, though, that these protests were directed at a state level rather than being directed at our federal government, because there is very little our federal government can do to actually solve this problem. And even if they can, it's not the federal level's fault for the problem being a thing in the first place, is kind of my point. But that said, apparently people have been continuing the protests, and it's their right to protest, in my opinion. I think if somebody wants to kneel for the national anthem, they should be allowed to. I kind of want to get your take on this before I continue. I don't know uh, how you view these protests. Players are seen as models for kids, and me, it's saying, hey, look at us kids. It's okay for you to hate your country. It's okay for you to freaking do these protests, even though it's going to piss a lot of people off. And, you know, the kids have the right to protest too. But, you know, when it's, it's gotten really bad to the point where, I don't know if you heard about this or not the other day, the next game, the person that was singing the national anthem took a knee while singing it. Yeah. That just adds a whole other realm of respect for our flag, what our country stands for. And in my honest opinion, that person should never get a job again to sing the national anthem because you're singing the national anthem. The fact that you hate doing it is completely fucked up. Yeah, well, and honestly. It seems like they were hired to sing the national anthem, and so it's like if you're being expressly hired to do a thing, and then you don't do that thing, it's not even like a, oh, you're disrespecting our flag and we'll fire you. It's a, you're not doing the job I'm paying you to do, and so as an employer, I will fire you. But I don't know. My my view on it is just that I, I do view it as being disrespectful of the flag, but as um as kind of like a continuation from the last segment. I just don't put this kind of mysticism into symbols and words and other stuff. And so it's like, well, yes, I can understand it being disrespectful. I'm not personally put out any for these kinds of things. It doesn't personally offend me. But I understand that it offends some soldiers who have fought for our country. I also understand there's plenty of soldiers that aren't offended at all because, and their argument is that I fought for your right to be free and one of those freedoms is to disrespect or protest our flag or net or anthem or whatever so my view on it is kind of a mixed bag because basically um i think they're protesting for a stupid reason but i think their right to protest should be upheld definitely i i think the way that they're doing it is really weird and hear me out here because one of the reasons that this blew up was because donald trump made a series of tweets um, his first one starts off, if a player wants the privilege of making millions of dollars in the NFL or other leagues, he should not be allowed to disrespect, dot, 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 and it continues in the second tweet, our American flag or country and should stand for the national anthem. If not, you're fired, find something else to do, which the you're fired is like a callback to his catchphrase in The Apprentice or whatever the shit. Um, he then continues. If NFL fans refuse to go to games until players stop disrespecting your flag country, you will see change take place fast, fire or suspend. So here he's calling for these um, players to be fired because they're disrespecting the flag, which, again, I think is perfectly his right 
to do so, right? Like, he has as much of a right to comment on this as anyone else. If they have a right to protest, he has a right to complain and protest their protest. Continues on, NFL attendance and ratings are way down. Boring games, yes, but many stay away because they love our country. League should back U.S. And then the kind of one that I'll finish with, so proud of NASCAR and its supporters and fans. They won't put up with disrespecting our country or flag. They said it loud and clear. And this is in reference to NASCAR basically saying, look, if any of you guys take the knee, we're just going to let you go. We're going to fire you. Which, again, is NASCAR's right as a business to basically say, look, we don't want you bringing us like extremely terrible press, you know? Mm-hmm. So my point is that it's the NFL players' right to protest, and they are free to protest in this manner, right? As long as you're not committing violence or burning shit, then you should be allowed to basically do whatever you want to protest. I don't really necessarily care. Disrespecting your flag is kind of a dumb way to do it, because again, this is being directed federally, not to the state. And again, the the statistics don't really back up the thing that they're complaining about to begin with. I also think it's Trump's right to then complain about this, right? He has a right to take umbrage with their protests and with the reasons and ways that they're protesting. Though he doesn't really seem to protest the, or he doesn't seem to take umbrage with the reasons, just the manner in which they're protesting. And then it's, and then it's the NFL's right to protect their players if they want, and it is NASCAR's right to fire people if they want, because they're private businesses. Though, honestly, uh, if a business is taking federal fun- federal state funding, like the NFL very frequently does, you know, there's a little bit more of an argument for... It's hard to say, oh, well, they're a private business when they're taking funding like that. But, right. but again, basically, it's a bunch of stupid people who have the right to say stupid things and do stupid things, doing and saying stupid things with that right. So I'm not really concerned. I think this is a complete non-troversy. I find... Here's the aspect of this that I really want to hit on, though. Why kneel? Like, it makes no sense as a gesture, because kneeling is, in my view, and I would argue in the view of many, a submissive gesture. It's a gesture that says, I am submitting to you, right? What do you do to a king when uh, when you come before him in the throne room? You kneel, because you're submitting to the authority of that king. Kneeling is a submissive gesture. And so why are they kneeling? Are they submitting to the country? And a lot of these people have started kneeling because they want to protest Trump because he made this tweet. And so now all of them are kneeling. And they're saying, oh, we're doing this, you know, to protest Trump. And it's like, so you're kneeling to Trump? That's dumb. <laughs> I, I don't understand the gesture. It just, like, I, I'm not even offended. I just think it's, like, a, a bad gesture to make. If, if your point is to say, fuck Trump, then why kneel? Right. It just makes no sense to me. It just fucking blows my mind that they think like that their natural response to donald trump saying something they don't like is to kneel to him you know what i mean it's weird mm-hmm. and i understand Ooh, well it's because you're supposed to stand during the 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 anthem and you're supposed to put your hands over your heart it's like well then just stand don't put your hands over your heart like that would have been a a way to protest you would have gotten the same effect you'd still be offending the same people but you wouldn't be submitting to the thing that you're protesting so that's my two cents on it. Uh, any I- anything else you'd like to, to add to my uh, my rant there? Hopefully, we won't see any more idiots doing the national anthem and taking the knee. Yeah, because like I, I think I think the people that get super offended and triggered by this are kind of dumb. But I also think 
that the people doing it are kind of dumb. So, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so fucking done hearing about this. Though, undoubtedly, it's going to flare up again at some point. So, I'm looking forward to it, he said sarcastically. Okay, so the last topic that we're discussing today is the California HIV law repeal, which most of the topics today have really, like, triggered me in a way. And this one is, like, no exception. So essentially in California, they have repealed this law that essentially the point of the law is that it makes intentionally transmitting HIV a felony. Now, initially, you might think, oh, well, like, but there's probably something in that law that's kind of like, you know, that there's a reason to repeal it or something. But literally, if you look up the law, it's not like there's no there's no loopholes. You might say, oh, well, like intentionally, like, how do they know? It's like you have to be able to demonstrate that they intentionally infected someone with, with HIV in order to be convicted of a felony in this case. So I just don't understand how they've like why they've repealed this. Like the law is extremely straightforward and in no way open to any kind of abuse. It has been used to convict from what I've read two people. So it's like it, it's a law that has affected admittedly a small number of people. But it's an important law to have in place because it's intended to be preventative. Knowingly infecting somebody with HIV should be a felony because you're fucking over that person's whole life. There's not a cure for this yet. So you infect someone with HIV, they're fucked for life. And admittedly, now you can live a long life with HIV, right? Medicine has come so far in, over the course of the years. But you're still talking about someone who has to be careful about kind of exposing themselves to illnesses because the thing with HIV is that it is a... Um, it's a immunodeficiency, so it makes sure... Thank you, yeah. That's what I was looking for. It makes your immune system weaker, so you're more susceptible to getting sick easier. Yeah, well, and I think that's understating it because basically it means that the common cold could kill you. HIV is not something you want, guys. This is a terrible disease. Um, it, you, don't want, you don't want any STD in Plain and simple, I mean, if you're a big enough douchebag to know that you've got an SED, you're going around sleeping around and passing it around, you should probably uh, either A, stop that, or B, you should probably go to jail. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's just, like, the, the fact that the law is so clear and so specific, and they decided to repeal it, when this law makes perfect sense, I've... I've rarely seen a law this clear, this specific, this well-crafted about about something that makes perfect sense, right? Knowingly infecting someone with HIV should absolutely be a felony. I don't understand because think about it like this. You not only have to know that you have HIV, which already like, let's say you're going to go sleep around and you're like, oh, I contracted HIV and I pass it on, but I wasn't really aware and I didn't know and I just happened to you know, contract it and pass it on. Okay, this law doesn't affect you. Now let's say, oh, well, like, I was aware that I had it, but I took, like, I tried to take proper precautions to not spread it, and I informed my partner that I have HIV and that we decided to do it anyways, and he got HIV. Okay, law doesn't affect you. Very specifically, if you, as the individual, have deliberately infected somebody else with HIV without their consent or knowledge, this is when it affects you. And I think the people that do this should absolutely go to federal prison because you're condemning somebody to a lifelong debilitating illness. I don't under, I don't understand. There's zero middle ground here. <laughs> this, this 
repeal makes no sense to me. I, I honestly, I would love to hear somebody come and defend this. Please, if you think that this law should be repealed or should have been repealed, please, I would love to hear your opinion. I desperately want to know why you think that this law should have been repealed. It makes perfect sense to me. California, dude, they're fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, but being dumb isn't even a justification. Like, you can be dumb, but still, like, not be this level of stupid. This is this is dumb by California standards. Like, even people in California, like, most people that I've heard from California are like, yeah, that's weird. Why did they do this? So, basically, I think the conclusion to draw from this is if you're, if you find yourself in California, if at any point the thought of having sexual intercourse with any human being enters your mind, go with them to a different state and do it. Because there, you might have some protections. But in California, you're fucked.